Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries, and its mission is to equip men in sound biblical instruction for the purpose of godly living. We believe, as Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that all scriptures breathed out by God. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. In fact, our greatest desire at SWAT Radio is to see Christian men shepherd their families, serve the local church, and seek the welfare of their cities, all for the glory of God. We're glad you've tuned in today. This is Brad Sykes. I'm hanging out on this stormy day with my good buddy, Doug McCary. And uh, really, over the last few weeks, we've been doing an overview, a kind of a flyover of Acts chapters 1 through 16, getting kind of caught back up to where we're going to be next well actually two weeks from now but you know as we've gathered back together for the fall semester at SWAT it's just been good to kind of do a a recap of the first 16 chapters of Acts and if you've if you've never done a study of Acts let me encourage you uh, go to SWATradio.com you can look at our past broadcast and and really if you just want to just a quick catch up. Uh, listen to the last three weeks. I know that's probably I don't know it was probably yeah. twelve different uh, podcasts there, but that'll kind of get you caught up. And we're going to do the same today. Just do a a quick run through of chapter sixteen today. But uh, and and I'd love to just kind of wet people's appetite for next week uh, because that's what you taught on today. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we've got a we've got a hurricane coming coming uh our way i think it's has it officially uh touched ground landfall, landfall is imminent they say uh basically the winds are at 155 miles Ooh. an hour so it's a cat four by two miles per hour wow so it's effectually a cat five i mean so i mean can you really tell the difference between 155 and 157 <clears throat> i mean like, well uh, vicky told me a little while ago so i was just asking I was, so, so we had swat bible study today at lunch and yeah, we had a good little crowd. I mean, we, a good little group. We did. Know? This morning, we had over 20 guys uh, That's out awesome. at the beach. And so. It's all those crazies that yeah, decided to stay behind but, and but, not vacate. Yeah, but isn't it uh, <laughs> great to come together around God's word and just be with guys that that's. That's the most important thing for them is is to serve the one true living God. And I, I, I shared that with the guys. But even in the midst of something like this, you know, uh, so often these events come into our life. And whether it's a hurricane or a medical event, Brad, like you, you've experienced and mm-hmm. I've experienced with our kids or <clears throat> grandkids, um, you know, these things are going to come into our life. And are we prepared to walk through them as people of faith <clears throat> mm-hmm. or do we walk through them as people of fear? And like yeah. I mentioned yesterday, our culture for the last few years has been conditioning us to be more people of fear oh, than people of faith. No question. No question. You know, we, we touched on it a little bit yesterday and I know we're going to get into it somewhat today is just the idea, the importance of discipleship. We're, we're looking at over the last couple of weeks, the fruit of discipleship and I mentioned this yesterday, Doug. I don't know if you caught this, but um, I was fortunate, as were you, 
And and we don't know a lot of guys like this that after coming to Christ, they were really discipled. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about, well, I got plugged into a Sunday school class. And again, that's, that's great. Uh, Sunday school classes mm-hmm. are great. I've taught them. I love them. But really having another brother walk beside you in life, especially, and I, I say especially when you're early, uh, early converted, but even you know, we, you and I have been walking with the Lord for over 40 years. I'm still grateful for men like you who are walking life with me mm. because the reality is stuff's going to happen. The yeah. Bad things are going to happen because, as you were teaching this today, uh, we live in a broken world. It's It's a bent, broken world. And yet, as I told you yesterday, one of the things that Tim McKenzie did with me is within a very short period of time, he had me teaching. He he would basically say, hey, I'm going to be gone next Sunday. I want you to teach. And I mean, talk about fear. You know, one of <laughs> It's a guy, different kind of fear. Yeah, well, one of our guys from SWAT at the Mandarin Group, oh, by the way, just a quick announcement, and I think everybody knows, but there is no SWAT uh, at Mandarin. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, or there's no SWAT Zoom tomorrow night. Um, and there's no SWAT meeting Friday. We we need to pray for St. Augustine. Our brothers down in St. Augustine are really at risk of some flooding if the sur- surge comes in. So uh, pray for them and the people in <clears throat> South Florida right now who are really kind of getting battered. It's, you know, um, they're seeing a historic storm surge down in the Naples area and uh, Lee County, mm-hmm. Charlotte County. Uh, is it Portagunda? Yeah, Punta Gorda. Is that right, Punta Gorda? Yeah, I think it's no. Pa- that Punta Gorda, that's it, Texas, isn't it? No, no, it no, it's it, no, it is Point Punta Gorda. Okay, it's Port, Port, Punta Gorda is on the south end of an inlet, and then Port Charlotte's on the north yes. end. Those poor folks get battered over there, but <sighs> it's coming a, a, a shore there um, near Fort Myers, and so just keep those people in your prayer it's projected to go across but all that to say uh to have a group of brothers we were praying this morning and um you know i just love the fact to hear the men praying and lifting up the one true living god Mm -hmm. and when you know i talked about we're going to get into this next week hey if you have ever struggled with dealing with crisis whether it's a tragedy uh, a national uh, or a natural disaster. Next week, we are going to be talking about how do you respond biblically to those kind of things? How do we walk as <coughs> believers through that? And so a lot of the, the same principles we'll see lived out in Paul's life as we kind of look at chapter 16 today. But, you know, Brad, the rest of the world, the way our world is, Everybody in Florida right now is geared into the hurricane, mm. but most everybody, like I call my folks, they didn't even know a hurricane was coming on down here. You know, I mean, like uh, I, I told them, yeah, we're okay from what they said, you know, I mean, yeah. so it's just kind of funny, but because the way we're conditioned as a society and a culture is if it's not affecting me, I'm doing my own thing. I've got of other course. things, you yeah. know, yeah, of course. But, but when you think about it, that is a. I learned this when I started going overseas a lot of times. I go to India and I watch the news. It's about stuff going on in every part of the world, not Mm -hmm. just India. Mm. But most Mm. of the American news is primarily, unless it affects America, it doesn't really deal with it. And Mm -hmm. there's 
there's things happening all over the world. God's doing things. People or governments are doing things. And so for all those people in Virginia and, and Mississippi and out west listening and maybe listening even in England, yeah, the folks in South Florida are getting pummeled right yeah. now. So you might yeah. want to lift up some prayers for them. And uh, for the folks in Florida, you know, other things are going on in other parts of the world as well other than just the hurricane. And, you know, we, we, you know, we talk about Brad being consumed with watching <laughs> what's happening here. Um, and, but there's a lot of stuff happening in, in the rest of the world too. There was an active shooter situation in a hospital man mm. uh, in, uh, Arkansas. <clears throat> and, uh, think about it. That's a terrible thing. I mean, a hospital is a place you go to, to get yeah. well and to see people right. who are hurting and somebody wants to shoot up a hospital. So there's, our world is definitely broken and we'll be talking about next week, how we walk through those things. Well, and what I was, uh, what I was going to say is when my brother-in-law asked the very first, I don't know if I shared this with you, the very first lesson I ever taught out of the Bible was James chapter one, Mm. verse two, three, four. Yeah. Where James says, consider it pure joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result that we might be complete, lacking in nothing. Now, Mm. that was over 30, 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, how important is it? And I appreciate you were going to mention the guy who taught last week at SWAT, Mandra. You know, just the importance of handing a text off to a brother and saying, hey, I want you to teach this. Yeah, I want you to do it. Well, yeah, yeah because, because that's, that's biblical. Yeah, yeah, I went to, that's what I meant to say is Chris, when we were doing the retreat up there, I asked him to do a devotion, you know, and uh, and he goes, I've never done that before. I'm going, <laughs> good, that's why you're doing it. I want you to do it. He did a great job. Yes. But, you yes. know, that's how you grow. But it anyway, is. hey, we got a caller, Roger. Uh, go ahead. Uh, welcome to SWAT Radio. <laughs> Boy, you really threw me into the ocean, didn't you? No life or anything. Uh, who? Holy wait, God. wait, wait. Uh, do you have your speaker on? Are you speaking on speakerphone? Yeah, I am. You prefer not to use speakerphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Go off speakerphone because it, it gives us feedback there. And we can't How's that? That's yeah. much better. Yeah, so, Roger, where are you calling from? Right here in Jacksonville, Florida. I had a chance to meet uh, Doug at the Chamber of Commerce. Was it you, Brad? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was me. It, reach out to you. it was Brad. Hey, good to hear from you. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, you're throwing me into the ocean here, again, uh, having me uh, talking all of a sudden. <laughs> no life that's or anything. <laughs> hey, that's that's what it's about. That's what we're talking about. Just step up and. Well, what's on your mind today? Well, no, I think what you're saying is really important. Uh, we were, I was uh, event coordinator for the Pentecost Awakening up in Nashville, Indiana in June. And um, they had a conference with a lot of big-name speakers and, you know, people, uh, leaders in the faith. And uh, the owner of the conference said, hey, we want you to put a bow and, and put a, wrap this up put a bow around it. And they threw me right into the ocean. No life vest, no nothing. <laughs> and uh, you know, standing before before my, my peers, these men who, who poured into my life, transform me and 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 just help me in my life. And all of a sudden, I'm speaking before them and supposed to be giving out nuggets of wisdom to wrap up a conference. So, talk about uh, you know growth. That is that is 
so critical, um, to, to say the least. But I heard you talking about the hospital situation and the teaching that you gave. And there's a that I've been reading right now, Power and Praise by Merlin Carruthers. And it kind of goes against what we think, you know, because we think, oh, my family's going through hard times. I'm going through God, God, please help me fix it. And what he was saying is, is that we're supposed to, we're supposed to praise God in all things. And so he talked about a, a family that was um, father and mother who was struggling. Their daughter was sitting at a, at a strip club and they were grieving for her and kept praying. And the uh, Mr. Carruthers, Pastor Carruthers said, why don't you praise God that your daughter's dancing? And they're like, what? What are you talking about? Hmm. And so he said, why don't you just realize is that your daughter dancing is what brought you here into my office to seek wow. the heart of the Father. Hmm. And he said, well, why don't you start praising him for what is going on? And in doing that, they started praising right there in his office. And, and as they were praising a young Christian man, um, literally was walking outside the strip club, went inside and went right up to her, shared the gospel, and she accepted Jesus Christ, and she was saved. Just because they realized that God was using all things. Not that he wanted her to be there, but that their posture of their heart had to, to had to change to, to praise him in all things. Well, Roger, that's a powerful story. And uh, I appreciate you calling in and sharing that. We've got a kind of a bad connection, but... Uh, well, that goes to Doug to the the point that I, I think of First Thessalonians five sixteen seventeen and eighteen. In fact, it's one of the uh, the verses. We say it a bunch. Don't I, we? Well, and I use it. I always challenge guys that I meet with is learn to to hide the word in you, memorize it, know it. I mean, I, I just quoted James one two through five. It, it was because I taught it over thirty years ago, and I was so nervous teaching it. It just got in me. And now to this day, it's still one of my kind of go-to verses. I don't care whether you're dealing with a hurricane, you're dealing with trials and with health issues. James tells us that trials are inevitable. It's it's not if they're coming, it's when they're coming. But the First Thessalonians 5, to, to Roger's point, is rejoice always, pray mm-hmm. constantly, give thanks in all things, mm-hmm. for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We are not good at that, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, we're not. And, you know, you bring up a good point about hiding the word. In fact, Psalm 119 says, listen, I've stored up your word in my heart. What? That I, that might, I might not, not sin against you. And um, and so uh, Colossians, you know, um, let the word of God dwell oh, in me yeah, richly. Love that verse. I mean, like, so mm. the, the word, you know, when you think about God's word throughout the Old Testament, those people... They had that most of them didn't even possess a copy of the Torah or the scriptures. Only they, they kept it in a Torah closet in the synagogues. Mm. And so we have multiple copies oh, yeah. around our houses, mm. even people that don't even really know Christ because they grew up in a home that had it or somebody gave it as a gift, have a Bible laying around. And they don't know. Those people live to hear a word from God. They want it, yeah. and we have it. And so God calls us to want it. And so thank you for bringing that up, and thank you for calling, Roger. Really appreciate you being on. Yeah, definitely. And I know we are going to – let's see. Well, I guess we well, – well, No, we went right through we the We went break. right through the break. I told him uh, – <laughs> I told Steve, cancel the break. We're going to listen to Roger. I and love that's it. A, 
that's the beauty about those 15 and 45 minute uh, <laughs> ads. We can blow right through them sometimes. And we do appreciate our sponsors and, you know, uh, Tom Neal Trucking, uh, Ace Door and Window, uh, and uh, Jeff Andrews, Highway to Attorney Ministries. We, we appreciate them. And the Guardian Group. The Guardian Group is uh, the, the group that Brad is a part of, he and his wife, who are, uh, you know, Brad does this uh, of his own volition. He comes in here and uh, gives his time to do this. Um, now, we, we don't get compensated. You know, people think that you get paid to do this. Rush Limbaugh got paid and mm-hmm. people like that, <laughs> uh, you know, people who do programs that have sponsors like, you know, I don't know, whatever sponsors they have that uh my pillow maybe we should get the my pillow guy to be a sponsor yes, absolutely but anyway uh, but but brad is uh in the real estate business with his wife vicky and uh we have an ad i don't know why it's not it should be playing uh but i'm doing it right now like i did for tom neal if it, they they work with people to help them find homes and help them sell homes so just go to the guardian group what's the website yeah Ray? yeah guardian group uh <laughs> I don't know. Guardinggroup.kw.com. KW for Keller Williams. Right, right. KW.com. Right. Yep, that's so right. anyway, so we're going to. Or you can just call me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're jumping into the, uh, the, 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 really the review of Acts 16 today. We've been in um, 13, 14, 15 yesterday, and then 16. And here's Paul's first missionary uh, journey where he, uh, just as a review, he goes He shares the gospel, and in every place he goes in the synagogue first, and uh, but people come to Christ. He goes back to Antioch, reports what happens. There's problems. They have a council in Jerusalem, and and then Paul says, "Hey, we need to go back to all those places." Mm -hmm. And Paul has this idea to go to Asia, and so when Paul goes back, he uh, Barnabas says, "Hey, let's take John Mark," and we saw at the end of yesterday, that Paul said, no, that ain't going to work for me. And they get in this disagreement. Barnabas takes uh, John Mark, goes to Cyprus. Paul ends up, first of all, going alone, picking up Silas on the way, and then he picks up Timothy. And Timothy becomes a guy that Paul invests in. In the first few verses of uh, chapter 16, it says Paul came to Derby and Lystra. Remember, This is where Paul was stoned, and it says a disciple was there named Timothy. Well, if Timothy was a disciple, it means it happened on his first trip. Think about that. But we didn't hear Timothy's name on the first trip, but now Paul goes back, and we're introduced to Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. Well, how would she have been a believer except Paul and Barnabas' ministry? That's right. And uh, it says... His father was a Greek, which means he wasn't a believer. So is there hope for children out there if a parent is not a believer and one is? Absolutely. And so don't give up hope. Uh, you know, if if you are married to an unbelieving spouse, pray for your kids. Model mm. for your kids. Yeah, this was a mother Amen. who was modeling and teaching her scriptures and teaching the scriptures to him and his grandmother too. And we don't see that here, but we know that from Timothy, his grandmother. And so Timothy was a guy who was, uh, who was picked by Paul. 
And you know, Brad, when we went through this section, we we talked about as God's kingdom priests how we have a responsibility to identify and invest in future leaders. So often in the Christian life, we just think about survival. We think about just, okay, it's about me, but it's not. Every believer should be looking to teach others. You said, uh, Tim, did you right away? Okay, Brad, I want you to Mm -hmm. teach. We should be training and looking for future leaders. And you go, well, what should we look for? Well, um, is God's hand on them? Yeah. Timothy had God's hand on him that he was he was identified. He'd heard the scriptures what from a young age. His mom, mm-hmm. his grandmom had trained him in what scriptures? What were the scriptures for Timothy? It was the Old Testament. Right. So he he was trained to know that. And and so uh even though Eunice married a pagan, uh God raised him to know him. And by the way, his name Timo means to honor. Theos means God. So his mom gave him hmm. the name to honor God. Yeah. Isn't that great? It is good. So th- doesn't that show God's sovereign <laughs> hand on him, you think? Yeah. I, you know, and I think it's important. You kind of mentioned this, and I know we touched a little bit on it yesterday. You know, I was just going back and looking, you know, at at, uh, at Acts chapter 14, where Paul and Barnabas are in Lystra. Then, in, uh, then he stoned, Paul is stoned in Lystra, and now he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And he's grabbed Timothy, who he's clearly identified. Timothy's a young guy at this mm-hmm. point, probably. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Early 20s, maybe? I'm, yeah, absolutely he is. So, he, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, like you said, I think oftentimes we, we're, we're looking for some you know, great wisdom. What are you looking for? I mean, when you're, when you're moving through, uh, you know, whether you're teaching or you're speaking at a conference or whatever, I mean, what are you drawn to? To make a disciple, is I, it somebody's got their act together? No, it's, or is it it's, somebody who's well, hungry? Well, it is. But see, that's what I'm saying. I see God's sovereign hand on Timothy mm-hmm. in this text. I also see in verse two it says he was well spoken of by the brothers. So I now remember yeah. Timothy was timid. Timothy had issues, yeah. but he had a desire. He didn't just know the scriptures. He was trying to live it. It doesn't mean he lived it with perfection, but he was he had a good reputation. You know, and Brad, one of the things that God told me in the Marine Corps a long time ago is, Doug, if you're teachable, there's no limit to how you can grow. Yeah. And and so we see that it, it, that Timothy is very teachable in verse three, it says Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew his father was a Greek. And you go, wow, wait a minute. Uh, it wasn't, circumcision wasn't for salvation. It was, it was for outreach here. I mean, and you think about the big thing that Paul just had over circumcision, but what came out of that meeting? Hmm. Remember, hey, in order to be sensitive to the Jews, yeah. so Paul goes, you know, Timothy's the son of a Greek. Nobody's, you know, he's not circumcised. That could be an issue. Timothy, hey, I need you to get <clears> circumcised. <throat> Timothy could have very well said, uh-uh, you ain't doing that to and, me. And didn't, didn't that, uh, wasn't circumcision needed to give you full access to the synagogue? Yes, also? absolutely. <clears throat> and so, Which is where they always went first? Yes. And remember, 
it wasn't just about a Bible study with Timmy. It was about a mission. So often when we come together as men, we think yeah, it's just yeah. about learning. Yeah, right. But we are on mission. And Paul says to the Jew, I became a Jew. You know, to the uh, in order to win Jews, to those under the law, I became as one under the law. Why? To even though I'm not under it, he says, I want to reach these people. Mm-hmm. He viewed his life as a mission. And I really believe that if Christians would start with a mission focus. I mean, when I was in the Marine Corps, everything was mission driven. Mm-hmm. When you come to the church, you're like, where's the mission drivenness? Why? Right. Why? It, 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 you almost feel like a fanatic if you start talking about the mission driving things. People think you're a nut. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's a Jesus freak. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's not realistic. Yeah. You know, it's because we don't have a wartime mentality. And, you know, Paul invested in Timothy. And when you invest, and Brad, you know this as well as anybody because you spend a lot of time out there. When you invest, it requires time. And Jesus said, he didn't say, hey, come follow my teaching. He Mm -hmm. said, follow me. And it was about life on life. And remember what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy? Share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us. And He's teaching Timothy deep stuff. This is like, you know, this is suffering <laughs> stuff. That, that mm-hmm. This is not fluffy, hey, right. give Jesus a try. This mm-hmm. is like, you're going to suffer. Yeah. And I've suffered. And and then what well, is Well, Stephen, he, I mean, excuse me, Timothy would have been there in Lystra when Paul was stoned. Yeah. So now Paul's coming back through going, hey, I want you to come with me. <laughs> yeah. You think, Tim, you think there may have been some hesitation on Timothy's part? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Timothy was timid. But yeah. you know what? What happens at the end of, of verses uh, 6 through 10 is Paul is learning for himself, too, because he wanted to go to Asia, and God said, no, Paul, I'm sending you to Europe. And and that was a big deal. So they end up going to Philippi, and when we come back, we're going to look at what happens when Paul gets to Philippi to go plant churches among godly men there. Amen. Well, we're going to take a break for national news. Again, we're glad you've joined us on SWAT Radio. Roger, thanks for calling during that first segment. And we want we do want to hear from you guys today. Uh, the number to call is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. You can also email us with your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S- K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I continue our discussion on the fruit of discipleship. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the line, will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody. Hey, that's right. We're just nobodies. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you joined us as we're doing an overview of Acts chapter 16 today. Uh, and, you know, I think it's a. I love doing these overviews. I think so often, Doug, and we're we're doing this within the SWAT uh, ministry of kind of one-on-one discipleship, small group discipleship. One of the things we're really trying to emphasize is don't just 
don't just consume this content. You know, uh, obviously it's important, and you kind of touched on it in that last segment. We're, we're very uh, westernized in believing, and you know, we're, we we love the information, but we'd rather have the transformation than the back seat. You know? uh, yeah, and yeah. yet it's it, the information, the knowledge, the knowing is what must lead to a transformed life. Yes. And, it, you know, I think it's important that we don't just read through a text, but that we read it and then we retain it. We, well, we actually get it. Well, and the best way to retain it, like you said earlier, is teach it. I mean, when you Amen. start teaching it, you, you yeah. really learn it. Well, well, here's the thing. Paul, we mentioned before the break, Paul wanted to go to Asia Minor. He wanted, And he picks up Luke, right? He picks up Luke along the way. He wants to go to Asia Minor. And you've heard of cities there like Ephesus, Smyrna, Philadelphia, Laodicea, Colossae, Sardis, Pergamum. Those names sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Paul, like those places were where he wanted to go, and God said no. So then he goes, okay, let's go up to Bithynia, and God said no again. <laughs> Instead, they were at Troas. They pick up Luke there, and and while he's there, God gives him this vision. A man from Macedonia is crying out, help us, help us, help us. And that's really where ministry begins. Mm-hmm. That that that, you know, uh where where people are hurting and you know, that's where the gospel of grace comes into being. And as you as you look at what Paul did, I mean a lot of people don't know that much about um Philippi, but Philip of Macedon, Philippi was named after Philip of Macedon. He was the father of Alexander the Great. And it was a classical Greek culture. Now, when we think of Greek in the United States, we think of frats, sororities, that kind of thing. And uh, Greek culture was the height of culture. I mean, it was all about the brain. Think about uh, and, and remember, it had guys like Plato were there were their authorities. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Guys who said, Plato said those who tell the stories rule society. Does that make sense? Think about that. He he also said, "I'm trying to think. Don't confuse me with facts." Yeah, uh, and uh, Hollywood. Does that, does that sound familiar? Yeah, right. He also said, "Love is a serious mental disease." That's what Plato said. You want to follow a guy like that? I don't think so. Socrates, who said, "Knowledge is our ultimate good," in the beginning of wisdom is definition of terms. So when you think about these kind of guys, uh, the the Greek culture was was led by that kind of thinking and it ended up in ruins why because they they were so corrupt all they lived for pleasure and knowledge and then rome did the same thing the only person that can provide what we need is god not man and um you know when you think about modernism uh, seeks to find truth without god that's what that was there but then you have postmodernism. There is no truth, and that's where we are now, yep. right? Yep. Well, and and without God, without His Word, we don't have an answer for the universe. We don't have um, an answer for the value and the dignity of men and women. And look at what our culture is. That's mm-hmm. where we are. Mm-hmm. We we well, there's no right and wrong. Shifting you're right. Sand. Yeah, your right is wrong for me. My yeah. right is wrong for you. Um, and so the brokenness of our world and all you have is these short-term answers. And so this guy from this area is crying out to Paul to come. So God uses this vision to move Paul to the shores of Philippi. 
And he gets over there and finds these women on the, uh, it's called a prosuke, a place of prayer. And Paul goes in there and it strikes me as he's not going to men who are going to lead a, he goes and there's women there. Right. Which again shows God's value for women. He goes there and these women are there praying down by the stream and in that culture, women didn't have a right to change their faith apart from their husbands, which is very interesting. So this is the first time that a faith comes along and it gives the women a choice to worship with no restrictions, no constraints from their husband. Because like Paul wrote in Galatians, there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free, or male or female. Everybody has the individual value with God to come to him on their own. And, uh, boy, that is new. It's revolutionary. And that just begins to start a ticking time bomb in that community because, you know, Paul is there. He First of all, he had to get outside of his his comfort zone. Yes. Have you ever had to go to that place? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember India? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah, the Philippines. The, I mean, all of that. You know, I think we, it, it, that's that's where we rely on God, though. Yeah. You look back and go, okay, yeah, He wants us out of our comfort zone, so that we'll put our comfort in Him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's. But but as we do that, isn't it great how God brings people to us as we're being obedient? Because you know, it says in verse fourteen of chapter sixteen that. She sought God. This was a worshiper. She was a God worshiper. She shemad. Listen to what it says. She heard us. She paid attention. And remember what John uh, Jesus said in John 10? My sheep hear my voice. And what? They follow Th- they me. They follow me. Uh, John 7, if anyone's will is to do God's will, he'll know whether the teaching is from God or mm-hmm. not. You want to know if, if you really want to follow God? I promise you he will bring godly men and women into your life to share the truth with you. If you just want a good luck charm, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, Brad, she surrendered to God. Now, why is that important? Well, because as as she surrenders, guess what? Now she goes from being this very successful entrepreneurial businesswoman to she's got wealth that can support the mission work there. And the church of Philippi begins in her house. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That's awesome. I mean, how God did that. Well, I think back to your point a minute ago. So oftentimes, you know, here, here, Paul, he's wanting to go this direction. God leads him another direction, gets him out of his comfort zone, I'm certain. But then look what God does. Yeah. And I mean, I, obviously, we know this text. I know where it's going. I'm getting excited. It's like watching a movie you've seen a dozen times, and every but time you like that it. scene, you're like, oh, man, just wait. I know. You like it. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, every time a work of God begins, <clears throat> Satan comes along, and he tries to thwart it with discouragement or just direct attack. And here's what he does. Mm-hmm. He comes in there, and this slave girl starts hollering at them. She she just kept going. Hey, these men are ser- these men are servants of the Most High God. And Paul and Barnabas, being kingdom priests, what do they do? What we do is we have a battle here now between messengers of Jesus and messengers of Satan. This woman is a um, 
She's a demon-possessed girl. But notice, uh, and these are some points that I made when I talked through it, demons don't lie in the presence of God. Have you ever noticed that all throughout Scripture when the demons speak? They have to tell the Hmm. truth in the presence of God. They do lie about God in the presence of man, but they don't lie in the presence of God. And and I think about that, and I think about people like Gene Dixon, John Edwards, you know, the mediums, fortune tellers, tarot cards. All these things are demonic. And and if you're out there and your kids are playing around with any of this stuff or, or you have messed around with any of this stuff, please get away from that. Mm-hmm. That stuff is demonic. The Bible is very clear to go and seek any kind of future from astrology, mediums, necromancers, it says in Isaiah eight nineteen, you inquire of God, you go to God, and and that's that's the truth that you need. You don't go to people who are demonically led. That is going to lead you to a very bad place. And as believers, we proclaim one source of truth, and it's God. It's His Word. It's the only way God ordained for us to connect to the Creator is through Jesus. Any other approach is demonic. There's no God but Yahweh, right? He's the only one. Remember what Paul said back in chapter 14? Turn from these vain things to what? A living God. All those other gods, they're just demonic. And so we have to be these bold warriors in the world. And hopefully when people encounter us, they'll know that they've encountered somebody who lives for the one true living God, they see a difference in us. And this is going to make us enemies of the state, enemies of the people. And that's what happened. This slave girl was cast out, and what happened is she couldn't make her owners any more money. So they got Paul and Barnabas, I'm sorry, not Paul and Barnabas, but Paul uh, and Silas arrested on charges of creating a riot. And, and and doing things, uh, it, they said, these customs are not lawful for us. You know, they're saying that there's another Caesar, right? I mean, they're saying that mm-hmm. there's another God. Because what do Roman people have to do? And by the way, Philippi was like a Roman colony where the military guys would retire. And the Romans had to say Caesar is God, but for believers, yeah. Jesus is God. <laughs> and so they go before the magistrates in verse 22 and they were beaten. They, I mean, and listen, you can't beat a Roman citizen without a trial. But notice that Paul in chapter 16 doesn't claim his citizenship. Why? Because he says in Philippians 3, I'm a citizen of heaven. Mm. He, he did not want anybody to think he was depending on, on Rome for yeah. anything. So. Of course, he uses it here shortly. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, he does. You know. When God led him to exactly. do it. And isn't that interesting that he did that, that he waited? Uh, I, th- I find it interesting in verse 18, too. It says Paul was annoyed with the with the girl when she, when she was saying mm-hmm. these things. So, you know, it makes me feel better that sometimes I get annoyed. And well, he was annoyed, but he did take action. He, he cast, cast a demon out. So, anyway, hey, we're going to take one more break. When we come back from the break, uh, Doug and I... Man, we're glad to have your calls and number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ASK at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you're new to SWAT, uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Christ. This broadcast is made possible, Doug mentioned it earlier, by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you're interested in learning more about SWAT Radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, Go to SWATradio.com and click on the SWAT Meetings tab. Uh, We would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, click on the Support tab at that website for further information. Our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day, and we would love to hear from you. Call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT, although this text this last little section you're going to work through <laughs> it's uh, so good i don't know that we're going to allow anybody to call no it's just <laughs> so good because it's paul and barnabas i'm sorry i keep saying paul and barnabas it's paul and silas in prison and you know i've read through this text oh gosh uh hundreds of times and until i taught it and this is why teaching is so important because when you teach, I learned this in the Marine Corps too, um, that you really learn mm. something when you teach it. Yes. Because you study it. Mm-hmm. So, because you want to communicate it to others. And so you want to learn every bit of it. And so, as I was preparing for this, there was a question that nagged me about the text. Why does it say about midnight? Like, why is that there? Why is that important? What's important about the, the, midnight why why didn't they just say and while they were in jail paul and barnabas well because god's people recognize the value of his word we are encouraged by his word because god never changes 
his word is is relevant mm-hmm. to us today as it is as it sorry my, man good tune there no, my, sorry my phone went off uh, okay okay really i think that's a chicago isn't it uh, I, I don't know what's going on. Hey, this is a live broadcast. It, it, it if, if you, you were confused, yeah. uh, it, it is. Yeah, it, it's very live. Uh, but no, but I was haunted by this. What about midnight? What is it? Well, it, in verse 25 of chapter 16, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. They were worshiping. Well, and where are they? They're in jail. They're in jail. Yes. They are in jail. And what are they doing? They're worshiping. They're singing. And it says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. And and the prison foundations were shaken. All the doors were open. Everybody. Now, listen, I don't know if you've ever been in an earthquake, but earthquakes don't make handcuffs come off of you. They don't make shackles come off of you. They may loosen the shackles, but the text says, everybody's bonds were unfastened and the jailer awoke and saw it and he wanted to kill himself because he knew he would be executed if the prisoners go away and paul does this amazingly strange thing he says wait don't harm yourself we're still here now if i'd have been there i probably would have been taken off Mm -hmm. to try to escape and so what is so amazing though is you look at the about midnight If you go back and read Psalm 119, verse 61 through 63, um, Brad, read that. Psalm 119. Remember, I memorized part of this, and I was. If you go back, it's in the text. Read Psalm 119, 61 through 63. It says, Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight. I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. I am a companion of all who fear you and those who keep your precepts. They, when they were praying, were not asking God to free them. They were praising him. Yeah. Now, I want you to think about that. That is amazing. You know, and I read today in SWAT, Philippians 1, Paul says, what happened to me served to advance the gospel. Philippians 2, he says, even if I die, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Philippians 4, rejoice. And again, I say again, rejoice. He's writing that from prison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul and Silas, this is a key takeaway. You never let their problems alter their theology. And boy, does that happen to yeah. us yeah. so often um, I read this one too. We are afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. He says, we always carrying the body, the death of Jesus, so that the life may be manifested in us. And you know what it says? I thought this was interesting in verse 27. I'm sorry. Um, it says, uh, where is it? Verse, uh, was it, where is it? 25. Let me see. Oh, 25. It says, the prisoners were listening to them mm-hmm. as they were singing. The prisoners are looking at him like, what are those guys doing? Yeah. And then the earthquake appears and then they see Paul say, Hey, we're still here. Now the, the jailer is a former Roman soldier, most likely who uh, his whole life purpose is probably found in being a military or law enforcement guy. And 
And when his world came crumbling down because the prisoners could have escaped, he wanted to take his life. And, you know, people are always looking for salvation and security and things other than Jesus, whether it's money, popularity, sexual pleasure, it doesn't matter. All of those things will never satisfy. The only thing that will satisfy is Jesus. And what did Paul do? He became the message to the hurting, which is what you and I are to be. We, when we're going through a hurricane, are we only thinking of ourselves here in Florida? Are we going to be that messenger? How many of us are praising God in the midst of, of this? I'm not saying praise him. I don't think Paul and Barnabas were sitting there going, Lord, thank you for the beating we got. Yeah. I think they I'm were I'm so glad we're here. Yeah. 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 They're, they're praising God for who he is and that this is temporary. Hmm. And that's the whole point. And, and this guy, notice the jailer says, it, what he literally says is, masters, lords, what must I do to be saved? Now think about that. When they were put in there in the stocks, the jailer was the one in charge. But now he's bowing himself to them mm-hmm. because he recognized in them this aspect of deity that's God in them. And salvation is God's work that they weren't, you know, it doesn't even say anything about them evangelizing. Mm -hmm. God did the work. They were just the instruments. And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus. You know, isn't that funny? I mean, if they, if you were asked that you and I would sit there and go through the Romans road and we, (laughs) they just said, Hey, believe, trust in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. You and your family. Well, and I don't know where you are on this. You know, is this jailer saying, what must I do to be saved eternally? Or is he saying, what must I do to be saved temporarily? You know, in other words, yeah. I, listen, since, since this has happened, I'm going to, I'm going to be executed. You know, of course they haven't escaped. So I don't know. I think there's, you know, but I agree. I mean, in, instead of saying, Hey, run! They they tell them, you well, know, yeah. believe in the Lord Jesus. Yeah, and whether he's looking from a temporary standpoint or an eternal standpoint, they answer him in an eternal exactly. standpoint, and that's our responsibility that's right. as believers. So, whether people are looking for a shortcut in life or mm-hmm. whatever, Paul and Barnabas said, "Believe, trust in the Lord Jesus, the yeah. King Jesus." Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, they spoke the word of the Lord to him, is what it says. They spoke it, and what happened? What did he do in response? He risked his life because he washed their wounds, and then he was baptized by them, indicating he was willing to take the external symbol of what was going on on the inside and say, you know what? He risked his life and his family's life because... Um, he said no to Caesar and yes to God. I mean, this was a Roman guy. Well, I mean, immediately, Doug, it, 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 that's why I love this text here, is that in, there's immediate action. There's immediate fruit. He gets baptized, mm-hmm. which is obedience. And then he exercises hospitality here. Yeah. He brought them up into his house and set food before them. He, he fed them. Yeah, he cleaned them he, up. He's giving aid to the enemy, basically, mm-hmm. of Rome at this point in their mind. You know, he says, I don't care. These are God's people, and now I'm one of God's people. And this goes a long way, guys. Listen, if you're listening today, 
your loyalty to God and his people should be above every other loyalty in the world. I, I don't care what your family situation is, what your ethnic situation is, what your socioeconomic situation is. Your loyalty to God and his people should surpass every other one. Mm. And and we see that in this guy. And so what happens finally, Brad, the last five verses? Well, the magistrates realize they've made a mess because they beat a guy who was a Roman citizen they shouldn't have. And they say, hey, um, they they want to let you go. And he goes, nope, <laughs> they need to come down here personally. And now Paul's claiming citizenship. And what he says is, hey, let's stop by Lydia's house because they wanted him to leave town. He goes, okay, we'll leave, but we're going to stop by Lydia. Oh, by the way, this is my friend here, and these are her people, and uh, remember what you did, and um, we'll keep it on the down low, but you need to take care of Lydia and them. And the church had a protective element there now that God was using what happened, I believe, to protect that Philippian church. And we're going to see that church have some pretty significant impact in the spreading of the gospel towards Rome. So, well, wow, how about that? <laughs> you got some oxygen over there. Yeah, well, I know. I'm sorry if I'm a little excited. <laughs> I love this stuff. Well, listen, we're going to have a we'll have a recording on tomorrow and Friday. Tomorrow, correct? Rick Rigsby and Brad and oh, I, my our goodness. very first interview with him. It is hilarious. And, and then uh, on Friday, Holly Snell uh, turning my ashes to dancing. Two great, probably our most popular interview. Rick Rigsby, uh, you will crack up. We'll talk some good barbecue, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, Jenkins Barbecue. <laughs> exactly. Doug, good to be with you, brother. You too. You take care of that family on this uh, hurricane day, and I'll see you next week. See you on Monday. Right. Take care. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual